0: In depth and God filled conversations with some of the brightest names in contemporary Christian music and worship. This is the artist interview with Gordon T. And welcome to this week's episode of the artist interview. I'm your host, Gordon T, and it's my absolute privilege and pleasure to scour the world of contemporary Christian music, worship, and other genres to bring to you some of the most talented Christian artists that I can find with some of the most beautiful music and amazing stories to share. And I honestly am absolutely blown away by this artist that we're going to meet today. So pleased to be bringing to the show Victory Boyd. But before we meet her, let's hear this first track.
1: Rejoice, rejoice. Let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Rejoice.
0: And that was Rejoice by Victory Boyd. Hey, Victory, how are you doing? I'm doing well,
2: Gordon. Thanks for having me.
0: It's an absolute honor to have you on the show. First of all, I'm going to ask a very rude question. How old are you?
2: Uh, I'm 28. 28 years old.
0: 28? Yep. Okay. I don't, I don't feel it's rude to ask someone who's 28 how old they are, so that's okay. <laughs> Got away with it. So, But let's rewind time uh, to whatever point you want to start at, because I would love to know about your journey with Jesus and faith, and also music, and how how you came to where you are right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well,
2: I was born in a Christian family. I was also born in in the city of Detroit, um, which that's notoriously famous for being like the hood, the ghetto. There's a lot of gangs and drugs. But there's also a lot of uh, uh, faith there. Uh, I, I grew up in a family that was strict in faith, and, and so I really attribute a lot of my foundation to um, the faith my parents had. But like anyone, you can't live off of your parents' faith. You know, you have to grow and find your own personal convictions and understanding for why you believe what you believe. And when I was 18 years old, my whole belief system was shattered when I got into this Tragic bicycle accident where I um, I had been singing my whole life, right? I started singing when I was four, and now I'm 18 years old. And I get in this accident, and I was injured in in all the critical places that allow me to exercise my craft. My jaw was broken. So my mouth was wired shut. My arm was broken. So I couldn't play the guitar. My face was disfigured. So I, I looked like a monster. And, and so with the breaking of all of these parts of me that really shaped my identity, not only did my jaw break, but it was like my... My paradigm, my my worldview, my my almost like my religion broke. Um, I didn't know what I believed um, because my belief system wasn't strong enough to be my savior. But what I learned is that though my religion wasn't strong enough to save me, the actual power of the person that is Jesus does have the power to save me you know what happened was i encountered jesus as my savior not as a theory not as uh the thing the 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 god in the sky that you know my parents told me about but as my personal savior um because what happened was when i felt as if i had no right to call myself victory because of how defeated i was i then learned that when jesus rose from the dead he defeated death and he and his victory can the victory that he won it it can never be undone and he gave his victory to me to claim as my own so based off of his ability to overcome death, I call myself victory based off of his ability to triumph over even um, depression and darkness and all of all of these different hardships that we face in life. Um, never will it ever be in question if Jesus has authority over the darkness. And 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 over every limitation, over every hindrance, and so suddenly it became not about me. It became about him and what he's done, and and who he is, and the fact that he is victory. So therefore, I can call myself victory. Hopefully, I'll live up to my name. Jesus lived up to my name.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but not. Not not, not, drum, not drumming up for yourself, it's it's walking in the victory that exactly. God's already provided for you. In fact, the, the John 1 verse 5 springs to mind, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Because you said there that, that there was darkness, you've been to some dark places, but God has been there for you and brought you through it and it's him who saved you. Which, yeah. is, which is fantastic news, amazing news. So age 18, you grasped it for yourself rather than it being your parents taking you along to church, giving you your faith background, it became your own walk with Jesus, which is something that is so important that that everybody gets to that point again. Yep. This is, this is for me, not just, I'm not just riding on someone else's religion. So how many, how many brothers and sisters do you have?
2: I have eight, eight siblings.
0: Okay. So, so that means there's nine, nine kids. Was, Was it, was it a really fun environment to grow up in or was it quite tough?
2: Um, It was my normal. So, you know, certain kids nowadays, you know, fun is not unless they have an iPad with video games. (laughs) We didn't really have those kinds of things. Of course, Um, our fun was like playing kickball outside or, um, you know, but then there was always, you know, the the chores and the, you know, Keeping up with the property and, you know, all the things. And then there was also rigorous rehearsals and and uh, traveling to different parts of the state for rehearsal every day. And, and then also fundraising for the choir and selling CDs door to door and all of these different things.
0: What, what's that all about?
2: Yeah, so my parents founded the Boys and Girls Choirs of Detroit in the 90s. And this was um, patterned after the Boys and Girls Choirs of Harlem. And so it was an inner city um, choir that basically was an outlet for kids to be a part of something great. And to, um, instead of joining a gang, join the choir, you know, and work hard and travel all over the country and, you know, um, be invited to prestigious events. and take your craft seriously so that choir started in 1996 and i got to join that choir when i was four years old and
0: wow yeah uh the rule the rule are, are, all, are all your brothers and sisters are they all were they all in the choir as well are they all yes. musical? yes
2: yeah, so some of your listeners may have heard of um my family's band infinity song um and yeah they they were I was originally a part of the band um, and then we got signed uh, and um, Jay-Z, who's the one who signed who signed us, requested that I do the first album as a solo album. So since then I've been doing solo work and working with the family group, but we've gone viral quite a few times and um, have quite a reputation. Uh, around the world as a family as well.
1: Cause I got my love for you I've got my love for you mama You brought me into this world
0: by infinity song so one of the other uh, <laughs> one of the other things that the Victor is involved with uh, now you mentioned Jay-z and you know what Jay-z is a massive name mm-hmm. uh, in the music industry absolutely huge uh, married to music royalty um, Beyonce I, I think um it'd be interesting to find out how on earth did that come about
2: yeah yeah so after Detroit, my family migrated to the New York area, and um, the economy in Michigan was really bad. So, we went to New York and we started to um, uh, do what is called busking. And uh, we took our music to Central Park, and we would sing there pretty much every day. We did that for about 10 years before.
0: I've got, to, I've got to hold you. I've got to pause you because this this, <laughs> this this won't make sense to most English listeners, I would hazard a guess. Um, Busking. So most buskers, all right, they, they're out there with the guitar and they stick down a guitar case and over the course of a few hours, they get the equivalent of a few dollars. Now, you're saying you did it every day for 10 years, basically. Uh, is there something, does, yeah. what does busking mean to you? What's it look like? Because it, maybe it looks a bit different to busking to us.
2: Well, It's similar, but it's what you invest in it. That's what you get out of it. You know what I mean? And so we had already been singing for 10 plus years before coming to New York as a family. And we we sang in five and six part harmony and it was very intricate. And so you come to a world stage because New York City is a world economy. It's a world stage. Uh, You come to a world stage and you have something of value that moves people's hearts. Um, it's not quite the same if you uh, if you if if you just you know started playing and singing a year ago and you're just trying to get yourself out there. You know, um, people recognize value. Raise the value for what it's worth, or 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 just appraise it for what they believe it's worth, you know, it adds up more. You know, um continually you'll see that people value five singers, uh, six, six kids and their dad singing in intricate harmony, singing Bach and, and 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 like spirituals and classical. Like it just we were singing really intricate things. Um it felt like a concert. And we we sang at the Menton Tiles in Central Park, the Bethesda Fountain. I don't know if you know, it's like a famous um, arcade. There's like this angel uh, that's that's shaped, this fountain that's shaped as an angel in Central Park. And um, near the fountain is this big mosaic arcade tunnel kind of Thing but it has all these coliseums and pillars, and the acoustics are really big, and and so our audience would wrap around the pillars when we sing in the middle, and we'd have maybe hundred people, anywhere from ten to hundred people, depending on the mo- the time of day. And, you know, you sing for three hours, and you do that every day. You know, it's it, it's it's sustainable.
0: And was was it the main motivation? Was it because that was how you were earning money at that time?
2: It's how we made a living, but it's also how we honed our craft.
0: So, so you you'd honed it, you honed your craft at that time. Yeah. And then what? Then what happened? One day, Jay Z walked along.
2: <laughs> well, not quite, but yeah, famous people walked along pretty much every week. There was someone famous in our audience, but. Um. It was really. It was a film director by the name of James Samuel. He's actually a British guy, and he he's uh, Seal's younger brother. You know the recording artist Seal. Oh, yeah. So um, James, he's a he's a film director and a producer, and he um, he's he's the one that I would credit as discovering me because he's he's good friends with Jay Z, and um, and he heard me sing. And he said, this girl is the next Tracy Chapman. this girl is the next Amy Winehouse this girl she's she's the next phenomenon And so he introduced me to Jay-Z and uh, Jay was, saw a video of me singing in Central Park and was like, oh I want I want to meet this girl and um and so my dad and I go to meet Jay in his office and he, my dad has my, siblings waiting downstairs in the lobby in case they get to come meet jay as well and um and so we go in his office my dad and i and we just sit with with jay and we share our story and he's really moved by our story because he used to sell his cds out of the trunk of his car on the street corner in brooklyn and that's how he financed his craft that's how he financed his expression of hip hop which was not popular at the time when he was young and so he was seeing the similarities in our stories and he said i i you know he was basically like i would i would bet on you guys cuz i see your history you know and if you keep on on this history on the traje- trajectory like you know it, it it it's historic you know basically historic partnership and so yeah and he's like I wish I could meet the whole family. And my dad is like well they they're downstairs so it's a lucky day. <laughs> and uh <laughs> yeah and so my siblings come upstairs and and Jay brings his entire company around to hear us and uh, we sing together as a family and then I sing um a song that I re- I sing two songs for for um his whole staff. I sing Nina Simone's Feeling Good. And then I sing a song I wrote called Weatherman. And um, he was really, really impressed by my song Weatherman um, and the layers of imagery and like the penmanship in that song. And so, yeah, he, he um, ended up offering our family a deal a joint partnership deal between my family and rock Nation but he requested that my album be the first album on our on our deal and so I released my first album called the Broken instrument in 2018 and the thing about this album is that it when I was in my accident when I was recovering from my accident God showed me, I kept it secret in my heart, but he showed me that he's going to take me to the top of the secular music industry to tell my testimony, to tell my story of what happened in the valley. And so I released my album, my debut album, The Broken Instrument um, in 2018. And what's crazy about this album is that even though it is not considered a gospel album, It is the best way that I could articulate the gospel at that time. Um, And God showed me when I was in, uh, when I was recovering from my accident, that he's going to take me to the top of the secular music industry to tell my testimony of how he restored me and how he gave me my identity when I was in the valley. And so I, i wasn't even a solo artist at the time um when i when i had this vision um and i started working towards this vision not that i was trying to climb to the top of the industry no what i did was i started writing songs taking songwriting seriously i started investing in new you know recording equipment and and Spending hours every day learning how to record, uh, learning the piano, learning new instruments, just applying myself to being the best that I could possibly be so that when I get that moment at the top of the secular music industry, that I will be ready to represent and share the story of what Jesus did um, with excellence. And so I was that was I was 18 when I got that vision. And then I was 22 when I met Jay-Z. And so it's like four years of like getting ready. And then there couldn't be a more famous, like it doesn't get more higher than Jay-Z and Beyonce in terms of the top of the secular music industry. And so the vision came true. Uh, but the next part of it was to tell my story. And so what I did was I wrote my story in this song. Um, yeah. This song, Broken Instrument, um, and in this album. And so uh, I have it. A, it's a three-part song, Broken Instrument, part one, two, and three. And it just tells this story of, of an instrument that lost value to the world because it was fragile and the and and it through the wear and tear of this world it became broken and then so suddenly it had no value to society and the maker who designed the instrument goes finds the instrument and restores value to it. And, and the, the final lyric of the song, it says, let my sound forever be a testament of how the maker can restore value to the life of a broken instrument. And it was the instrument saying this lyric, but really it was me, because how did I end up at the top of the world singing again when just a few years ago, I was crushed at the bottom lost my identity with my mouth wired shut and my face disfigured How? only the grace of God only grace. but here's the thing I was victory before I made it to the top of the world. I was victory in the valley because Jesus was in the valley with me and he's his victory made me victory and so I believed it yeah. And then the Lord just started opening the doors for me to live it and to share it. And and so my job was just to be, was just to get ready, get ready for this moment. And then I was ready, you know, and then the album came out and here we are with glory hour. This really is my testimony though. Broken instrument was my testimony, but it was a metaphor. I was, I was, I, I didn't have the liberty to just outright come and preach the gospel. But now I've gained enough trust where, where my record label is trusting trust me, even though I'm doing something unconventional and I'm having a faith based project in a secular arena. Um, there, there, they've gotten to a point where they're trusting my freedom of expression and they're, they're honoring my freedom of expression in the same way that they honor yeah. Meg the stallions freedom of expression or low Uzi vert or all these other, like, yeah. like really radical artists that say what they believe and, and do radical things on stage. It's like, I'm, the Lord has given me favor to be able to be honored, to also be radical in the way that I am passionate about being radical, which is to sing about Jesus and his blood and his, and his, um, and his love. And, you know, all of these things in places where he's, normally not accepted or or embraced and so and so yeah now we're here with glory hour
0: wow amazing because i'd wondered whether or not being on (laughs) jay-z label rock nation might have squashed you a bit but it sounds like you've been released to just go with what you feel you want to do which is which is phenomenal. I know that's because I, I, I've, I've read I, most people probably read stuff about Jay Z, but some of the stuff I read about Jay Z with regards to religion, he he sounds like he believes in God, but I've I've read that Christians trigger him and things. I, I've no idea if that's true, just because loads of websites may say it may not be true at all. <laughs> but so so, but your 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 finding is that he's enabled and allowed you and encouraged you to be able to to keep going in the direction you want to take your music. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, so essentially, he is a proponent of the principle of creative freedom. And so now if I do, if they take all these risks on me and then it doesn't sell, sell, then they might, they might think twice. But another thing that's interesting about me, because I didn't have this liberty at first because gospel is considered niche and we don't know if it'll sell or whatever. But I was a writer on Kanye's Jesus is King album, and that was a massive album. It was the fullness of the gospel, but it wasn't niche because it was released to everyone and everyone was singing it. And it was, you know, it was um, it set precedent for what could happen. And so and I was a part of that team. And so my argument is that you know is it really niche if we see what just happened with the yeah. Jesus is King album
0: Did did you get did you get an award for that album
2: Yeah I won a Grammy for that
0: <laughs> yeah, I just thought I'd slip that in there That is super <laughs> that is super cool congratulations exciting Thank stuff Thank you So you're right that sets a precedent doesn't it actually something can yeah. be Hugely successful, big appeal, and definitely contain uh, a lot of the goodness of God in it. So nice, I like it. You know, we we've got another track to play for you in a moment. We I want to hear more of your story, but the track we're going to play is "I Don't Have to Pretend." So, um, which you know, what? I, I want I want you to to tell us about the track. I, I've I've got lots of thoughts about. it. I absolutely love it. But can can you tell us about "I Don't Have to Pretend"? Why did you write it? What what's been the heart behind it? What do you hope to achieve with it?
2: Yeah, you know, I found that a lot of my life, I pretend, I was pretending that um, I was strong, because I wanted to protect my testimony. You know, imagine you tell the world all these powerful things about Jesus, and you testify, and you do all these things, and then you go home and you're depressed. You don't want people to know that you're depressed. You want to keep telling them that God is so good and He's able to save you and He's oh all these things. And so you just keep you don't sometimes you don't even admit to yourself that you're depressed. You just keep saying, God is so good and 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 look at how He saved me. And but you're not letting Him save you today because you're too busy pretending to be strong under the facade of faith. And so it's okay to believe that God is good and he's powerful and he has saved you in the past, but also be in need of a savior today and be weak and, and and struggling and battling. And it's okay because what happens is when we're honest, we create, room for jesus to actually make us okay to actually make all things new and so we never have to pretend because he always is actually able to uh, save us and and redeem any and every situation
1: i need you to resurrect this heart from the dead One touch from you is all I request Plead my case, I pour my complaints Here at the altar Why should I carry this weight? Why should I suffer?
0: And that was, I don't have to pretend. By Victory Boyd. Hey, Victory. Thank you. I just thank you. What an absolutely phenomenal song. I honestly think your voice is just phenomenal. I, 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 I am so, so full of admiration for all the hard work that you've put in to make your voice what it is today. I'm. I I have loved listening to your music. So, And that track, I hope hope the listeners enjoyed it as much as I did. It's Hmm. inspirational, and it's got a really amazing message in it. If you were happy right now to pray for listeners, that would be wonderful.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, let's do it. Father, thank you so much for every soul that is under the sound of my voice. Lord, thank you for extending the invitation for us to be called your children, for us to be adopted by you as your children. Lord, if anyone has not received this invitation, would you continue to draw them by your Holy Spirit? Let them taste and see your love and know that it is good. Lord, would you melt away every hindering spirit the spirit of doubt and fear, Lord, the spirit of anxiety, all the things that are saying, but what if, but what if, would you overwhelm them with with your peace? You are the Prince of Peace. And let them know that they can trust your peace. Lord, your peace will guide them into what is true. Your peace will guide them into their destiny. Your peace will guide them all the way into your kingdom. And thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is here. It's here and now and it's in the future. Lord, we receive everything you died and rose for us to have. Lord, I pray that everyone would receive their identity as victory. Your victory you've freely given to each of us. Lord, I I pray, I, I pray that even in the face of what looks like defeat, that they would invoke your finished works, the cross did not have the final say. Your resurrecting power, your glory, swallowed up death, and it is defeated forevermore. Lord, help us to receive this eternal life and to walk in this eternal life. Lord I pray that you would give us thought patterns that are in agreement with your word so many of our minds are 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 conditioned according to failure according to according to hardship according to lack according to poverty Lord would you renew our minds according to the to the Riches and heavenly places that you've lavishly given to each of us. It's all hidden in Christ. Lord, renew our minds according to your word. And Lord, I pray that you would give a fresh revelation, fresh inspiration, fresh um, fresh unction of the Holy Ghost uh, to every listener that there would be clear direction on on where to go in this life and how to live in this life. And even, even simple things like what is the next step? What is today supposed to look like? Lord, give your children, give each of us a vision. Lord, in the same way that you gave me a vision when I was recovering from the accident and you showed me that you had, Take me to the top of the secular music industry. You gave me a vision and it showed me that I needed to get ready. And so much of my life was lived according to that vision from then on. Lord, so many of your children don't have a vision. Give us fresh vision from you, Lord. And Lord, let us all reach our destinies. In Jesus' name
0: amen 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 thank you so very much victory for praying for us all right now wow so okay victory you've you've done your you did your first album uh and and uh you talked about how it was a, a broken instrument uh and god actually changing that around but your recent album just came out may 2023 glory hour <laughs> It's a phenomenal piece of work. Uh, well, well I, I, you've mentioned gospel as a style. Are you, I, are you saying it's a gospel album?
2: I'm saying that the message and the substance of what this music is is the message and the spirit of the gospel, and 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 the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so that's that's why I say it's gospel. But I know that you know gospel is all also a genre, and and Christian is a genre. Yeah. And for me, I think I think we've got to get outside of labeling things as l- l- reducing the power of this eternal message down to a genre. Because think, who knows what the genre was when, when David was a singer songwriter and playing his harp and his stringed instruments. I don't know but the message was still the same message that I'm now packaging this music through and so it's it's an eternal message that will stand for, through generation and generation we're still singing those same songs that David sang but I don't know the genre and so and so when I say it's the gospel I'm speaking to the eternal message that is the gospel of Jesus Christ but I'm not necessarily saying that it fits within the requirements of what it's supposed to sound like in order to be deemed as the genre of gospel. And so...
0: That, that <laughs> makes a, a lot of sense. A lot of sense indeed, because because it, it wouldn't necessarily be a, a plain fit. And for your voice and the, the music, uh, I have seen so many genres pointing next to your name, soul, jazz, pop, R&B funk folk and gospel i'm like i really i really i, I but that's because you seem to do a, a smorgasbord of different yeah. things and uh, clearly you love just pulling in different threads of different sounds so um and it's absolutely beautiful and uh, so so some people said tracy chapman some people said nina simone uh, you certainly have a, a voice and a sound that i hope in in the future people might say oh maybe this person's going to be a bit like the next victory boy <laughs> because you have your own your own identity that god has built you yes, into sir. so but uh glory glory hour 18 18 tracks one hour and six minutes long you are not short changing people <laughs> with that um and uh, it's wonderful to listen to uh all the songs who's worked with you on the songs and you you said you're a songwriter mm-hmm. so i'm guessing you've been involved in writing most of the songs. But uh, is, is it is it a team that your label put together for you? How's, how's that process work?
2: Yeah, I handpicked um, every collaborator um, because when I was working with Kanye, I saw that I saw the I saw how he really valued each individual's expertise and and what they had the ability to contribute. And so um along my years of of being in the industry, I've recognized, oh, this person's really good with like cinematics production. And this person's really good with like aggressive hip hop production. And this person is really good with, you know, and so Americana folk, you know, whatever it is. So I had visions for how I wanted each song to be dressed. And I called the different producers that i that i knew had a strong suit in that vein um to to collaborate on on these on making these visions come true and so but my main producer throughout the whole project well there are there are three main producers um but there's one that was with me from the very beginning through to the very end his name is caleb moton and um i really caleb's fingerprint is really um his his unique way of expressing himself is really uh woven throughout this whole album if you hear the song warfare um it's just so riveting and like whoa gnarly like that's caleb's composition like one thing um caleb was the primary uh collaborator that that took it to the to the next level. There were many producers and, and musicians that live but like the strings and the just the 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 elevating of the track production wise was was yeah. Caleb's genius. Um but then there's also Space Jones. He um is known for working with Wyclef and you know different um You know, R&B artists and uh, Space Jones is also a brilliant composer and um, and orchestrator. Um, But just like in heaven, Space uh, took a raw recording of me singing in my voice memo and he took that and he sampled it and, and 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 looped it. And then I took and then I called my my younger brother Israel to come and create a beat around the sample. And and my brother went crazy on it. And then is three other producers that came and just had a field day on that record. Um, and really, you know, if you listen to my first album you're not going to hear anything close to a record like this because I didn't, I didn't have that kind of experience yet. Like, you know, after working with yay and I'm like most of the songs with yay started off with the sample and beats and, you know, and, um, and so see being a part of that process showed me another way that music could be done. It doesn't have to just be voice and guitar and your band, but at the same time, I still have some really amazing, band songs on here too like like rejoice is like voice guitar get your drummer your organ you know you know and so it's my my roots are really in like folk american soul but then that hip-hop experience changed it even more and so oh and another producer another critical producer on this project is stephen blake kanaka and he's a grammy award-winning producer he does a lot of work for uh for king and country with for king and country and um yeah that band he was a part of and he um produced several records for them and so he was um a critical uh producer on this album well
0: what, what do you think god has for you sort of in the next 12 months maybe the next five years so he gave you the vision that you're Going to go to the top in the secular world, which I've got to say, no one, no one has ever come on the, sh- on the show and said that God's given them a vision like that. So I'm actually mm. listening to you. I am really excited to hear that that's God's vision <laughs> for you. You know, uh, it's, mm-hmm. there's, it's not that you've got uh, any sort of arrogance about you. It just sounds like you're just being faithful in journeying with Jesus where He wants to take you. So so I'm absolutely cheering you on as as you do that and mm. take a message of hope Thank with you. you as well. It's fantastic. But okay, so to the next twelve months, let's look at that for a moment. what's What's the key thing that God's doing there?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, before the year is over, I'm going on tour with Lauren Daigle, and we're going to be hitting up arenas around the country. Um, and I'm really excited about that. Those will probably be the largest, um, at least, shows that I've done. I've sung, I've performed in stadiums before, but only doing a song or, you know, but not actually doing a set, like, and so I'm really excited about that because, uh, you know, I've been living with these songs for a long time and to see them, like, to deliver them to, like, scores of people it's going to be amazing or or thousands, tens of thousands of people yeah yeah
0: scores will be underestimated (laughs) scores of thousands (laughs) it's going to be lots and lots of people on that yeah that is amazingly exciting for you yeah so that gives you sort of the next year and what do you see coming beyond you're 28 right now what are the things that you have on your heart for the next 10 years i want to
2: reach my full potential and as a human you know as god's daughter and you know i want to be productive in every way you know career is one thing and i have a lot of goals for my career i want to have you know i want to reach a point where i'm i'm like received for the authentic expression that that is my life without changing it to sell it, you know, cause there's so many things I could be doing with, with my talent that, that is more easily sellable than gospel than the message of the gospel. But I want to see who I am and what I believe yeah. break records. And like, I want to see stadiums. I want to see, and not because, Oh, not for selfish gain that means that's that many people congregating around the message of the gospel, you know, why not, you know, look at how many people congregate around other messages and ideals. And so I want to be one to shift culture that much that it's, that's something that happens, you know, <laughs> um, and, 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 and I have a lot of a lot of music um, a lot of albums that are not even released and I want to see them all reach the people that they were created for. And I want to get married and have kids and I want to um, I want I want to see my kids be in communion with God and have be strong in the Lord and overcome things that I struggle with. Like they, they don't have to struggle with the same things because they're starting, like my ceiling is their floor. Like I want to see these things. Um, and um, yeah, I, I want to see
1: um,
2: other artists, other singer songwriters that have have the same passion for the things of god be able to find um the economic infrastructure and the audience that will consume their music i, I don't want to just make it but i want to see that it's possible for the next victory to make it you know what i mean the, the girl that's just like me but from detroit or from wherever that seems unlikely that she'll ever become anything and it's like it it's hard it's even hard for me and i've have all these opportunities and so i I just want to make it a little less hard you know for the next for the next artist and um yeah
0: wow yeah quite a number of different things in there so um so so (laughs) career-wise heart-wise and also get married and have children uh, all of those, all going to take quite a bit of um, God's intervention. Uh, I always I, I yeah, keeping you exactly. in the middle of it all. Is is the way to yeah. to um, to keep making sure you're in the middle of His plans. Um, so I hope I hope everything that's on your heart comes to fruition. Can you tell us about one thing?
2: You know, this song I was in worship after reading this book called hosting the presence by um this pastor bill johnson and he's a pastor from bethel church and um and i i read the book i was really moved the book was all about this one thing. if you could just focus on one thing and it was about david and how his his life was if i could just get into that one thing it will answer everything <laughs> If my if all my pursuit is getting into the presence of God. And so I I was really moved by this message, by this book, and by this concept. And so I, I picked up my guitar and started worshiping. And I just was just telling God just one thing. I just want this one thing. I just want this one thing. I was saying it over and over again. And I have like this 30-minute recording of me spontaneously telling God you know all of these things and that recording is where the song came from I then went back I edited it and I wrote poetry inside but essentially that recording which came from that book you know which came from David you know it 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 all that's the origins of this song and so and so
1: yeah
0: Thing by the wonderful Victory Boyd. Oh, wow. She got some amazing music and great stories. I hope you enjoyed meeting her as much as I did. Uh, And clearly, if you're in the States, you need to get tickets right now to the Lauren Daigle and Victory Boyd tour because that's going to be absolutely awesome. Talking of things are absolutely awesome. I hope it's true to say this isn't too bad a podcast or a radio show, depending on where you're listening to it. But you can get to your favorite podcast platform and search up The Artist Interview. It's the one with the red logo. Uh, and please do us a favor like it, share it, maybe re- leave a review, if possible, five stars. That would be great. Uh, it's been an honor to be your host on this episode of The Artist Interview. And I look forward to joining you on the next one. God bless you. You've been listening to The Artist Interview, a Hope FM podcast. Find us at hopefm.com forward slash The Artist Interview.